Well, spring is in the air and with that comes sneezing and itching and watery eyes. I suffer from allergies too, so that's what I'm going through right now. And so do both of my boys. And I've always been curious, seasonal allergies, are those hereditary? Now we're gonna explore that topic and so much more today. I'm Gina Melton with the Just Kids Health Podcast from Children's Hospital and Medical Center. Join me as I talk with the region's pediatric experts about everything related to children's health, from medical issues to mental health, all to keep your children healthy, safe, and strong. And that's what we all want. So just sit back and listen, or you can do some multitasking like the super parent that you are. Now today, we welcome pediatrician Dr. Melissa St. Germain to discuss seasonal allergies in kids. And welcome. Good to see you today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. Now, what are some common childhood allergies that kids typically have? I know my kids have, you know, outdoor allergies, but I'm sure some kids have indoor allergies too. Yeah, so we can kind of split allergies up into a couple different categories. The outdoor allergies are what we usually consider seasonal allergies or back in the day hay fever Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of the things that um, kids are allergic to are found in hay. So mold, for example, and pollen. Um, And so those tend to start in the spring when everything starts to bud, the trees and then the grass and then the weeds. So depending on which of those pollens you're allergic to, that's when you tend to see those symptoms start to pop up. The indoor allergies, are uh, most commonly mold and dust, dust mites and cockroaches, which none of us like to think that might be living in our houses, but um, they're more common than you think. And and those things really can cause symptoms year round in kids. Um, And then food allergies, which the most common food allergies are peanuts, eggs, wheat, milk, and soy. And as kids get older and into adulthood, then you start to see more tree nut, shellfish, and fish allergies. Mm -hmm. Um, But really those first five that I mentioned are kind of the ones that start early in childhood. And speaking of starting early in childhood, I I know that my boys... I realized that they had allergies earlier, you know, when they when they were younger. But how can you tell if your, say, baby or toddler has seasonal allergies since they can't really talk to you or, you know? Yeah. The outdoor allergies are more common as kids get older. So it's unusual to see pollen allergies before about the age of three, for example. You know, the other category of allergens that I forgot to mention was pets. And that's an important (laughs) one to think about, um, especially with the younger kids. Um, If you've got a pet at home or a couple of pets at home, that might be something that you need to do a little more exploring to find out if they're allergic to. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, how can you help a baby baby or toddler with seasonal allergies? What are the best things that you can do? So the seasonal ones that aren't going to start till they're a little bit older, till they're three or so, um, we can do some environmental things to help limit their exposure to those allergens. So if they're allergic to dust mites and the things that are inside, we can make sure that we're vacuuming with a HEPA filter every week. We can put allergen covers. They have zip covers for mattresses and pillows and things like that that help keep the dust mites from um, seeping out of the pillow and into our our respiratory system. Um, So really just focusing on those sorts of basic hygienes. The kids that are allergic to the outside um, allergens like the molds or or the pollens, um, when they come inside, having them shower off or at least wash off their hands and face or um, even a little saline nose spray to help flush out their nasal cavities can go a long way towards um, cleaning out some of those, their respiratory system as well. I know when my son comes in, my older son comes in from baseball, I say, you know, go upstairs and, and take a shower. And he even 
goes as far as eye drops. I don't know if that helps at all, but, you know, and just the saline solution, all the things that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the kids that have more, um, more symptoms that we can't get rid of with just the sort of basic washing off, rinsing off stuff, that's when we start to use things like antihistamines. And there's a couple good ones over the counter. Um, Claritin and Zyrtec and their generics, which worked equally well. But basically those help decrease the the body's inflammatory response to the allergens. And you should always talk to your doctor before starting a medicine like that. But a lot of those are safe to take every day as needed for those seasonal symptoms. Do they have ones for kids and then ones for adults? They do. Both of those um, have a cetirizine, which is the generic name for Zyrtec and loratadine, which is the generic name for Claritin, both come as a liquid or as a chewable. Mm-hmm. Now, I know like as an adult, I got I got adult onset allergies, which is interesting. But do allergies change with age in kids? Absolutely. So in really young kids under a year, we're more likely to see those food allergies start. So again, milk. I mean, that's something that most babies are exposed to from a pretty early age. And that is one of the more common allergens. And so the symptoms that we typically see with food allergies are a little bit different than what we see with outdoor allergies. Um, You know, when you're when you've got seasonal allergies, you're usually talking about runny nose, congestion, itchy, watery eyes, things like that. Food allergies are more likely to cause more of a systemic response. And so we're more likely to see things like rash and um, with more severe allergies, things like swelling around the airway, swelling of the lips and mouth and the face, um, sometimes vomiting and diarrhea with those food allergens. And those are all things that you would need to see your doctor for right away. Parenting is hard work. Parenting during a pandemic is even harder. Parenting You from Children's is here to help. With our new virtual format, you can watch short videos on some of parenting's most popular and challenging topics at your convenience. Visit childrensomaha.org slash parenting you today. I think it's interesting because sometimes when I was, when my kids were in elementary school and I would bring things to school, I never included peanuts. But then now you're, there's other things that kids are, are allergic to too. So I always like to be sensitive because I feel like, you know, it's hard for kids who have those allergies and they don't want to be, you know, separated or different from the other kids. Yeah. And the, and most kids from the time they can read, if they've got food allergies, they're pretty good at reading labels. And so prepackaged snacks are generally a safer bet because then at least the child can look and see what's in it and know whether it's safe for them to take. Um, the interesting thing about food allergies is there was a really good study in 2015 called the LEAP study where they looked at what the optimal time to introduce those potential allergens into kids was. So they took a group of six-month-olds and gave them peanut crackers, and then they took a group of six-month-olds and didn't give them any peanut exposure until they were a year. And they found that the kids who were introduced to that peanut protein around six months were much less likely to develop allergies later on. Mm. And so from that has come a, a recommendation from the American Academy of Allergy and Immunology and the American Academy of Pediatrics that kids should be exposed to potential allergens like peanuts um, starting around six months. And so that's something to talk with your doctor about if you've got a little one. Um, But for most kids, we recommend trying peanut butter with them, trying eggs with them, trying milk with them when they're around six months. Because the immune system in the intestines, in the gut, um, kind of needs its 
operating system upgrade. I kind of think of mm-hmm. it like when your phone starts getting really slow, it's not working well, you got to do that system upgrade. Well, by introducing those foods around six months, we're priming the intestines and the immune system to know how to handle those proteins Hmm. um, as opposed to waiting until it's way later and then your immune system tends to overreact and that's where we see these allergies come in. Does that work with other things like introducing dogs or cats? Or <laughs> There haven't been any great studies with pets, although one of the hypotheses um, on why we're seeing so many more allergies now, because we are absolutely seeing increased rates of allergy, both food and um, seasonal allergy, as time goes on, is that we've kind of made our kids too clean <laughs> and that ah. they're not getting exposed to a lot of those normal um, proteins that their bodies are, are prepared for. Um, and so then when when they do get exposed to those later on, it's overwhelming for the immune system and it's not sure what to do with that. Um, so yes, that it could be let your kid roll around in the pig pen and they'll have less allergies. <laughs> My boys are loving So many kids out there are going, yes, mom. Yes, dad. Absolutely. So I'm curious, or because I've had allergy shots before as an adult, are allergy shots for kids safe and are they effective at the same time? Yeah, so it's a pretty big commitment. You're talking about usually two to five years worth of um, injections that are on a weekly basis for a while, but they work really well, um, especially if you've got allergens that you can't avoid, right? So like... In Nebraska, you can't really avoid pollen. It's it's everywhere. And so if you've got those kinds of allergies, they can be really effective for that. I always know when the combines are out. <laughs> yep, that's that hay fever. Right that is the hay fever. And what are the best allergy treatments for kids besides maybe doing the, you know, the Claritin, things like that, that you've already talked about? Yeah, so um, the, that would be considered a um, oral antihistamine. And like I said, there are some of those that are safe to use every day. Um, We'll also sometimes use, especially if kids just have nasal allergy symptoms, um, nasal steroids. We Mm -hmm. can use those in kids as well. And those are really effective. And then again, just the saline. I can't, I can't, talk about nasal saline enough because it just works so well. Um, and even the sinus rinses just to clear all of, mechanically clear all of those allergens out of the nasal passages really helps. Maybe this is a silly question, but are there salines for kids and then for parents too, like different or? There are sinus rinse kits that come in a smaller size for little kids. Oh, um, the saline spray is really just salt water and it's the same no matter which, <laughs> which mm-hmm. bottle you're buying. It might have a different size tip on it, but it's all the same stuff. Now, this question is specifically about the pandemic and how can you tell if it's seasonal allergies or if it's a cold or if it's actually COVID-19? What's the best way to do that? That is the million dollar question. (laughs) (laughs) It can sometimes be really really hard to tell. Viral respiratory infections, including COVID-19, are more likely to have things like fever um, and general fatigue, malaise. These kids just really don't feel good. And it typically is a more of a sudden onset and more of a sudden resolution. So, you know, colds are going to last about 10 to 14 days. COVID's going to last in general in kids about 10 to 14 days. That's not always the case, but in general, and then and then they get better. So with kids with allergies, what you're generally going to see is it's weeks and it's just that sort of clear drip and it's just kind of the itchy eyes and it just lasts for weeks if it's untreated. And so um, a lot of times in the first two weeks of an, of a start of a runny nose, we'll treat it like a cold. Um, and uh, if it doesn't get better, then we're more likely to try an allergy treatment with it. Um, but certainly fever is only going to generally be found with a respiratory infection, not mm-hmm. with allergies. 
Well, my whole family had COVID-19, actually, and my kids, we, we all kind of had different symptoms, but my kids had the respiratory, and so I didn't know if they both had gotten a cold. So that's the time when you really want to go into children's and see your favorite doctor there, right? Exactly. And we do have, um, we're doing a lot of telemedicine or telehealth, and so um, if you're not sure, call, and uh, we can walk you through that process, because a lot of times we can do a virtual visit and determine whether you need COVID testing or whether we think it's more likely to be allergies and, and go from there. Um, and we've been able to do COVID testing from the car if we think that's what you need and, um, and everything's otherwise okay. So, yep, you can always call us. And one of the things I like best about children's is the fact that it's really geared towards children. So I feel like my, when my kids have been in, they just feel more comfortable in the environment. You know, it feels, it feels good to be where there's fun stuff on the walls and the pediatrician's you know, are all <laughs> so nice to kids. They get that. Yeah. And I'm happy to say that most, not all, but most kids who have to have, have to be tested for COVID, um, feel like it wasn't as bad as they were expecting it to be because we're pediatric based. So we've got smaller swabs and, um, we're more used to, um, having to do procedures with children and, um, how to make them comfortable with it. That's great. Well, I love the fact that you started as a volunteer at Children's and now you're, fully at children as a doctor. That's a pretty neat story. I love being here. It's a great group of people to work with. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for coming in today. Thank you for sharing your knowledge about this. I know uh, parents are going to be interested in in hearing this topic because I think a lot of kids have allergies, you know, and just to know how to navigate all that. Absolutely. If they only had a manual, right? <laughs> <laughs> if they only had a manual. <laughs> it's called your pediatrician's office. We're here for you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to the Just Kids Health podcast. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And for more information on how we can help your child, visit childrensomaha.org. Make sure to follow us on social media and also share our social media posts.